Thank you for listening to the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We would like to thank our friends over at the Plowboy Radio Podcast. It is a Christian podcast in a Reformed Baptist perspective. They talk and praise Jesus Christ. Uh, We talk about theology. It's me, Bradley, and Derek. Uh, We talk about theology, scripture, you name it, church culture, society, issues. Uh, We talk about wrestling, sports, food. Bradley always has something to rant about. It's it's a good time, so check us out every Friday morning at 8 o'clock on your podcast platform. And again, we are the Plowboy Radio Podcast. We would also like to thank our friends over at a Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty football podcast starring B.J. Kent and Marcus Raper. It's a weekly podcast where they discuss fantasy football from a Dynasty perspective. They also talk about other things such as uh, college football, uh, historic football players. They even had a little bit of a wrestling draft last time I heard. So check them out. Uh, every Thursday on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, again, it's a legacy of legends, a fantasy football podcast. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. Get the ginger voodoo out of my face. Get the voodoo out of my face. Get the ginger voodoo out of my face. Get the ginger voodoo out of my face. Ow! Welcome back in, guys. We are back to normal schedule until Christmas. Until Christmas. And then I'll probably do the same thing I did for Thanksgiving is just kind of record a quick pod. But anyway, glad everyone is able to join this podcast. This is the Jab Step Fantasy basketball podcast we are in episode eight of season one uh this is uh being recorded on uh november 30th 2021 i hope everybody had a great thanksgiving i hope everybody ate way too much gained a lot of weight so i don't feel as bad you know but anyway we had a good thanksgiving it was very eventful but uh since uh, the last time we recorded, we had uh, gender vo- gender voodoo come into the chat. It's very dangerous. It's scary. Um, apparently, we have multiple gingers, and we may even have hybrid gingers in this league, which is very, very scary. Um, we do have a lot more bald people to gingers, and we even got bald gingers. So, anyway, uh, ginger, vo- ginger voodoo is real. It's scary. Watch out for it. Especially in fantasy basketball, uh, I heard Josh was in the mountains conduct- conducting some type of spell because I apparently I think Josh may be um, Pat's apprentice, kind of like uh, a Seth has an apprentice. 
And yes, I'm I'm considering Pat Thompson a Sith, maybe even a Sith Lord when it comes to voodoo and just ginger voodoo. So uh, watch out for that, everyone. It's very scary. It could even kill you. Anyway, uh, I hope everybody uh, is excited for this NBA week. I know I have been. I have watched uh, Monday night. I watched some of the Bulls and Hornet, Hornets game where LaMelo and Lonzo faced off, brother v. brother. I also watched, what was the other? Man, I'm having a hard time remembering which, which there was another game I watched. For some reason, I can't think of who it was. Uh, yeah, it was the 76ers game. Now I think about it, because I was watching Maxie and Tobias Harris um, take down Orlando. BJ, your young stud, um, Franz Wagner, looks like he could be something. He uh, kind of took over the game for the Magic at the end. At the end there, and uh, I know at the very end he got swatted by Embiid. But they have some positives to take away from. I mean, he's looked a lot better than Jalen Suggs, and Jalen Suggs could be out for a while with a fractured thumb. So, Josh, if Cole Anthony could decide to get healthy, then he's probably going to get 35 minutes a game still. So, still one of the best pickups of the year. But anyway, uh, the first thing I want to go into today is the trade that was made in the league. It was the very first trade of all time in this league, and it was between me and John Curtis. And the trade went something of this nature. It went, uh, I sent Kevin Porter Jr., I sent Sadiq Bay, and Desmond Bain for Brandon Ingram. And there was a little controversy. Uh, Josh wasn't too happy about it at first. And then I think he kind of saw both sides of it. And I really think John Curtis needed some depth. And as of right now, he's won the trade because John Morant got hurt. So Desmond Bain is even running a little point for them, doing a little bit of more playmaking. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. went off for uh, John Curtis the night that uh, I traded him to him. And Sadiq Bay is probably the second best scoring option on that team Above Cade Cunningham, I would say Jeremy Grant is the best scorer, and then I would probably say it's Bay and then Cade as of right now in the pecking order on that team. But, you know, I I had a couple of red chips. I tried to turn them into a blue chip, which could be Brandon Ingram. However, he hasn't played like a blue chip, and he stays hurt, and he, shoot, he, has, he has not been shooting well. So time will tell. Uh, I think Josh got three high upside players from, or excuse me, John Curtis got three high upside players from that deal. But yeah, it's been a. Uh, it was it was just fun just to actually have a trade. To be honest with you, it makes the leagues a lot more fun, uh, a lot more active, and then you get more interaction, communication from everyone after the trade has been has been made. Uh, I know there have been trade discussions with other teams. I know I've sent out two offers, Cassidy Coley. Check your. Uh, Check your app. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the uh, the trade. Uh, I don't know who won it. I mean, you can't tell. I mean, there's always going to be a winner and a loser in every trade. I don't care what they say. It may be fair at the time, but there will always be a winner. So, of course, I made the trade, so I thought I was winning, and he accepted the trade, so, of course, he thought he was winning. So, 
Uh, I'm trying to just make my team the best, and he's trying to make his team the best. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I also hate Corey Joseph. I put him in in a spot start where he had two games beforehand due to Culian Hayes being out where he was averaging 30 minutes a game. And then he turned around and, of course, played two minutes, that the game that I wanted to play him. And then the next following game, he played 30 minutes again. So I don't know what to think. Thanks, Dwayne Casey. Thanks, Corey Joseph. Y'all have uh, hurt my feelings. So I don't like Corey Joseph. I don't like Dwayne Casey. That's one thing that's new. But anyway, after the trade, after the voodoo magic, let's talk about uh, on a basketball topic, but it's not really fantasy or NBA related, but... I want to go over the top five basketball movies, shows, episodes, documentaries, a la entertainment. These are my top five. So you let me know where I screwed up, where I, who I forgot. Just let me know. I would love to hear people in our chat, our Twitter, wherever, uh, our group message. Just uh, let me know what your thoughts are. So, honorable mentions. He Got Game. Denzel Washington, Ray Allen. Great movie. Just wasn't in my top five. Space Jam. Not the new one. I don't like it. There were some that thought it was okay. I did not like it. Mainly because I like Michael Jordan. And I was a really big fan of the Looney Tunes. But, however, it did not crack the top five. The classic movie Hoosiers was also another honorable mention. I really like Hoosiers. It's a very good movie. Um, I'm trying to think uh, who is the coach. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Um, man, it's going to bother me. I know his name, too. Anyway, but it's it's a great movie. Uh, hopefully all the young people have seen the movie Hoosiers. If not, you need to go watch it. All these movies I recommend to watch or all these movies, shows, documentaries, episodes, Whatever, you need to watch all these. Uh, next honorable mention is Love and Basketball. I really like that movie. I like Omar Epps. He's a really uh, good actor. Uh, he's been in several shows and movies I like. It's just a good movie. It's a good basketball movie. Uh, Coach Carter comes in as the next honorable mention. Glory Road's a good movie. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and then... Honorable mention, honorable mention documentary I had was ESPN Films 30 for 30 Without Bias, which is a documentary about Lynn Bias, who was drafted, I believe, in 1985, number one overall from the University of Maryland, if I'm not mistaken, by my Boston Celtics, where he died. Didn't even take a, a shot for the Celtics, who had Bird Parrish McHale, um, you know... It would have been an interesting time if he would have played because he was supposed to be the next big thing. And uh, drugs, stuff like that happened. So it's a really good documentary. So, documentary. So, anyway, that is my honorable mention. So let's get into the top five. Number five. I'm going with semi pro here. Jackie Moon, the Flint, Michigan Tropics. You got, you got Will Ferrell. You got Woody Harrelson. And then, uh, Man, the lead singer uh, for Outcast, I can't think of his name, Andre Benjamin in the movie. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. Uh, I can quote a lot of it. Uh, I like the the goofiness of Will Ferrell. Um, 
Do not call anybody a jive turkey. Do not talk about Jackie's mama. Um, his mama was a saint. Um, the commentators are hilarious. Uh, Dick Pepperfield. Just uh, just a hilarious movie. It's in my top five just because of it's a, it's a Will Fer- it's a Will Ferrell movie. It's about basketball. I mean, you have a trade where Monix, aka uh, Woody Harrelson, gets traded for a washing machine. For goodness sakes, Jackie Moon wrestles a bear. Um, the Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl, greatest championship ever. I know Josh is just clapping his hand. He probably wishes it was number one right now, but it's not. So. Number five, Semi-Pro. Great movie. Watch it. I actually own most of these movies, so yeah. Number four is actually an episode from a TV show, a very popular TV show. Uh, Most people don't think of this as their top five, but I think it's top five because it's just hilarious to me, but it's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Season 1, Episode 11, Courting Disasters, where uh, Will and Carlton are on the same team, and this is the episode where... Uh, Carlton is upset because Will is the superstar. The coach is uh, uh, desperate to get the Will the ball. Get the ball to Will. So, uh, Carlton is very jealous. He is not the best ball player. At the very end of the game, he steals the ball from Will, knocks him down, and he throws up a one-handed heave where uh, it was definitely an air ball, but it's hilarious. Carlton is sad afterwards. Will makes fun, or he's upset because they lost the game because of that Stupid shot, but uh, it's a very funny episode. It's a it's a basketball related episode. Will Smith is actually was a very talented basketball player and and for a actor at the time. Um, when it wasn't Michael Jordan, everybody wanted to be Will Smith in the nineties. You know. So anyway, that comes in at number four. Number three comes in. White men can't jump. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, the nineteen ninety two basketball movie where. It was just ahead of its time. It's such a good movie. Um, they just have really good chemistry. It's it's fun. It's it's mainly a two on two style uh, game where they are hustling mainly because you know white men are not supposedly as good as basketball players as black people, which is you know it's debatable. But I mean, it's there's some truth behind some of it for the most part. I mean, you go look at the NBA, and it's not a white versus black situation. I don't want any race to be involved in here, so everybody is equal in that aspect. I don't judge or have any prejudice towards any of the other races. So but it's just that's the that's the fact of it. And he, he comes in and he's always dressed up in these stupid clothes in that time and he's acting like he can't play basketball. And then Woody Harrelson gets out there and uh he, he just balls out and it's just awesome. It's a good movie. Uh check it out. It's number three. Number two may also come as a surprise to many, but it's a documentary, and it's a very recent documentary, The Last Dance on uh, Netflix about the Chicago Bulls going for uh, number six, championship number six, where uh, eventually, give you a little bit of hindsight, if you haven't already known, it's fantastic documentary. It's great. The production of it is, is great. The music, the interviews, especially Michael Jordan with that cigar being cocky, is Pretty cool uh, being able to watch the old highlights and get in the narrative of that season is is, is also great. Um, but it essentially comes to the point where the general manager is is upset with Phil Jackson and 
Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan because he feels like he built the team and he should get recognition. So there is a little bit of a rivalry between uh, the general management office, the general manager, the vice pre- you know, vice president of basketball operations, president of basketball operations, and the team. Where after this season, you know, after that season, they said that this is going to be it, and that, um, and the players they rally. Michael Jordan and all them rally, and then they and they wanted to win that season, and it, and it describes how the team come together. It's just a very good documentary. I think it's one of the best, if not the best, basketball documentary. So, yeah, it comes in at number two. So, as of right now, number five, Semi-Pro. Number four, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, episode 11 of season one, Courting Disaster. Number three comes in at White Men Can't Jump. Number two, The Last Dance. And number one is The Office, season one, episode five, The Basketball Episode. This is, to me... The best basketball thing that's ever been <laughs> fabricated, recorded. Um, it's just hilarious. It, even from the beginning, I could I could quote the whole episode. It's just so funny. Michael Scott, Dwight, Jim, Ryan the Temp, and Stanley, the greatest five <laughs> players in <laughs> Dunder Mifflin history. That is not Kevin. Kevin was scammed, man. He is awesome. He was just you know, lighting lighting the ball up after the game. Um, so, Michael, you know, <laughs> he goes in as the general manager, and he may go down as the worst general manager ever created or ever ever who's ever uh, picked a team. He, he, he obviously got one right with Jim. Uh, Jim's the best plop, the ball player out there. Roy's was a very good ball player. Um, so, but Kevin might have been the second best. And he didn't pick Kevin. Oscar looked like he was really good. Obviously, his talents were not in boxing or baseball, which was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, such a funny episode. Dwight, uh, the intensity Dwight brings. Jim, you know, trying to court Pam. Michael being the worst shooter ever in the world. He might be the wor- the world's <laughs> the world's worst GM and the world's worst shooter <laughs> of all time. Um, and just the hilarity over on trying not to work Saturday. Just a funny, funny basketball show. Um, Michael Scott shooting free throws. Him saying basketball's an art where he's dribbling around like an idiot. What's wrong with me? He would yell. Um, just a, a great episode. Um, that is my number one of all time. Let me know where I screwed up. Let me know what your top five is. Uh, list it in the chat. Uh, put it on my Twitter or our Jabstep fan underscore fantasy Twitter page. If you haven't followed that, go ahead and follow that. Uh, just let us know or let me know. I thought it was a pretty pretty solid list. It may not be the the most in order, but again, semi-pro, fresh prints, white man can't jump, the last dance, the basketball episode of The Office. Those are my top five. Uh, honorable mentions were He Got Game, Space Jam, Hoosiers, Loving Basketball, Coach Carter, Glory Road, uh, without bias, ESPN 30 for 30. Um, those are those are my list. So, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed that uh, little uh, side topic to this episode. So, we've already discussed the ginger voodoo. We've talked about the trade that has happened in the Level 2 Game Breaker League. And then we have talked about the top five best uh, movie show entertainment uh, list. So, 
as of right now, I am going to take a little bit of break, let my voice recuperate, and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about our league and see where it's heading for this next week. I believe we are in week seven, so we will recap week six, see what all happened there, go into week seven. We may even do some buy, buy low, sell high. We might do a few of those, so... Just bear with me and thank you for listening. We will, or I will be right back. Okay, everyone, I am back. Let's go into the weekly report for week six. Uh, the best team goes to Josh Bradlin, who has been on fire. I mean, <laughs> his team's been unreal. Worst team goes to Coley Thompson, which seems to be the current theme is Josh the best and Coley the worst. So, high scoring picks. Josh, Josh had Russell Westbrook with 66.75 against New York. That was a good pick. Uh, recently traded Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, to John Curtis, dropped 54 fantasy points versus Charlotte. So, you're welcome, JC, and suck it, Josh. So far, he's winning the trade. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant was the uh, the best small forward picked. Uh, of course, Cassidy has the Durantula, and uh, Josh also had the next best pick with a very eerie 66.66 points from Christian Wood. And then Pat had a, a monster performance by Joel Embiid versus Minnesota. Uh, Joel Embiid, it's glad for him to be back. He makes everybody better for the Sixers, in my opinion. So, most efficient manager goes to Josh. Least efficient manager goes to Adam, which I think he's had that a couple of times so far. Highest points in a loss goes to BJ Kent, showing that, hey, I'm a team to contend. I, even though I lost, I am... Very competitive. I'm a really good team, is what he's saying. And then I end up having the lowest points in the in a win, which Corey Joseph, screw Corey Joseph. I, I can't stand him. Uh, he got instantly cut. And uh, anyway, the uh, the top free agents were, uh, if I can ever say his name right, Facundo Campazzo from uh, Denver. Really, really small white point guard, but he's really, really good, man. If you ever watch him, he, he's a great passer. He gets up in your grill. In defense, he's just a really good ball player for the Denver Nuggets. He comes off the bench. Uh, the best shooting guard was Alec Burks, who was picked up quickly by Pat. And I was very upset because I should have picked him up myself because he looks to be the starter for the Knicks. And look at here. Look at here. Kimball Walker is out of the rotation for the Knicks already. So he's droppable. So that experiment went wrong Really fast. Alec Burke has outperformed him big time. He is starting for them now. So, yeah. 
Emmanuel Quickly might be worth an ad, who is the backup to Alec Burks. He's a really good ball player for the Knicks. He plays good defense. Interested to see how he his role is after that move by Tom Thibodeau. DeAndre Bembry, uh, small four who was also picked up by Pat. Maxi Kleber, who should be rostered. In my opinion, Maxi Kleber is uh, he's maybe Dallas's fourth best option, maybe third best. And then uh, Alperin Sangoon from the Houston Rockets. He's another person that should be rostered. So, anyway, let's go through the uh, matchups here. Uh, me and Cassidy squared off. Really close game, 344 to 333-62. Uh, somehow I overcome Corey Joseph and his stupidity. But, yeah, it was a good it was a good pick, good matchup. I don't know what happened to uh, Cassidy, what, what caused it. And uh, for some reason I cannot pull up uh, the scores. But, yeah, I'll just go back here and do it. So, But, yeah, let me look at this matchup. So, he had uh, Trey Young, who done well. He matched up with Fox pretty evenly. Reggie Jackson outscored Pat Connaughton. Paul George really destroyed Ricky Rubio at the guard spot. Uh, Jason Tate done well. Chris Middleton was very underwhelming, but we will bring him up here shortly. So he had some underwhelming performances from um, Connaughton, Rubio, Middleton. Uh, Jonas Valachunas really, he just picked a bad night for him. Spencer Dinwiddie, same thing. He just had some bad picks. I really hit on all my picks besides um, Corey Joseph, who let me down big time. I had some points left on the bench as well. I wish I would have would have played so anyway that was that matchup uh cj dominated adam uh, severely um not really much to say there let's look at his top picks he had sga he had a really good night gary trent jr draymond green uh chris Stapp, porzingis andre drummond was fantastic for him andre drummond if uh I look for his uh, stock to go down now since Embiid's back, but he's he's worth probably having on your bench just in case if Embiid gets hurt. So I know I had a lot of hate towards Andre Drummond in the past, especially in the draft where he was taken, but, hey, at this point, you might as well hang on to him. Um, Adam had disappointing performances and picks from Chris Paul, Aaron Gordon, uh, Sabonis, um, Vucevic has been struggling. Brooks, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, which probably is droppable, Adam. He probably needs to be dropped. Uh, then we had the next matchup was the Sundance Kid, a.k.a. Jonathan White versus Stay Mello, uh, Hayden Gordon. So, yeah, it was a close matchup. There were some good picks. Uh, Lonzo, or excuse me, LaMelo Ball. Uh, Josh Hart was a good pick for Jonathan. Uh Anthony Davis was okay. He didn't pick the right matchup. Norman Powell doing good. Yusuf Nurkic would have had a monster performance against Sacramento. Um, so, yeah, that was his strong picks of that matchup. Gordo, who barely lost this matchup, had a really strong performance from Lillard. Uh, a sad performance from Donovan Mitchell. Kevin Love is sad. Montrose Harrell has been outstanding. Uh, Jared Allen had a good performance. Josh Giddy again, Maybe the steal of the draft, possibly. Somebody who I wanted still, and uh, maybe Gordo will trade him to me. I don't know. We'll see. Pat versus Coley. There's really not much to talk about here. Pat destroyed Coley, and uh, Coley's just had some players that just aren't playing well. Kimball Walker, he shouldn't be playing them. Uh, 
Did Ennis Kander just change his name? It says Ennis Freedom. Am I just now reading this? Am I am I losing my mind? It says Ennis Freedom on uh <laughs> on Sleeper. I did not know that. That's interesting. I thought his last name was Cantor. But yeah, he shouldn't be starting that guy. Marcus Mark's not that good. He had Derrick Rose play on a do not play. So yeah, I guess Derrick Rose is out. So he might be back. He might come in as the backup point guard. I don't know. They may play Emmanuel quickly and Rose, play multiple point guards. I don't know. Um, Pat's team strong. He didn't pick the best that week, but um, Embiid carried him. John Collins carried. Halliburton had a great week. Uh, he had some bad pickups, bad matchups. He's had some injuries as well. So, But, yeah, yeah, good matchup. Then we got BJ versus uh, Josh. Josh is just a – he is just steamrolling right now. Russell Westbrook, Fred Van Vliet. Everybody outperformed their projections besides like two, I think. No, three. So, yeah. I mean, just he's just balling out right now. Uh, BJ had a good performance. He would have beat most people this week. It's just sad that he's went up against the juggernaut that is uh, Josh Bradlin. And then we got John Curtis picking up his first win of the season or second win of the season against Lane. Lane had a disappointing injury. Uh, John Morant. Hopefully he can get better. Uh, it's sad because he was having a fantastic year. Um, could be out a while. So, the uh, Anthony Melton, Tyus Jones probably should be picked up. Uh, look for Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks to contribute significantly uh, as I traded Desmond Bain away. So yeah, that hurts. But yeah, so that was uh, that was week six. We're just moving along this NBA season. Uh, so let's look at week seven. Y- y'all want to look at week seven? I want to look at week seven. So yeah, week seven, you got Adam versus me. Adam has jumped out to a strong performance. A very, 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 very strong performance. So Sabonis and Vucevic. Uh, yeah, it stinks. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we got Pat versus BJ. We got the uh, Ginger Voodoo versus uh, uh, just a... A cool ginger kid, BJ Kent, the coolest ginger I know. Then we got uh, Jonathan White versus Lane. That will be a fun matchup. Those two are really good friends. It'd be fun to see them go at it. Then you got Butch Cassidy going against CJ, and then we got Josh going against Coley. Looks like a another. He's already starting out pretty strong. Josh is. Oh, somebody's got to put Spradlin down. Somebody's got to beat him. Somebody's got to beat that. Somebody's got to beat him. He's got to beat himself. He's got to hurt. He's got to beat himself. He's got to get hurt. Somebody on this team's got to get hurt. I don't know. Something's got. Something's got to happen, guys. We can't let him keep steamrolling. Maybe he just needs to get all the steamrolling out right now, and then by the end of the season, he just needs to fall off. Then you got John Curtis versus Gordo. Uh, John Curtis looking to bounce. Keep on bouncing up the standings after uh, after the trade. So yeah, those are the matchups this week. Uh, should be pretty interesting. Uh, let's go through the picks. I think Adam's going to beat me so far, based on the projections. Uh, I look for, I look for Pat to take down Afro Thunder, the Voodoo Magic to beat Afro Thunder. I look for the Sundance Kid to take down the Winter Storm. I like for Butch Cassidy to beat Come to the White Side. I like for Flint Michigan Tropics to beat Team Coley Thompson, and then Fear the Beard to beat uh, Stay Mellow. So yeah, those are the picks this week. Let's look at the power rankings right now. Number one goes to Josh Spradlin, who's on a massive tear. Flint, Michigan Tropics is number one. He is your number one team. 
the second team goes to Voodoo Magic. Even though he's four and two, he is still having really, really strong production. Uh, he is, to me, he's the clear number two seed right now. It's a uh, Josh is on a tier of its own, but Voodoo Magic comes in at number two. Uh, I come in at number three at the moment. Lane would have been number three, but the the loss of John Moran is pretty significant, pretty huge. It has nothing to do with how well he's picked. It's just going to be hard to overcome that injury. He's been so vital to his team's success. Let's see how he does after that. Lane then comes in at number four, along with BJ at number five. And then at number six, we've got uh, Jonathan White. And then I like Cassidy still to come in at number seven. He's got a lot of points scored. He just had some uh, unfortunate matchups. His team is performing. We all know that the last playoff seed is determined by total points. So, uh, Cassidy, you know, be aware of that. As there are, there are going to be six teams that get into the playoffs. Uh, the sixth seed will be the highest points for. Go check the Constitution. If you have a problem with it, you signed up for it. So, yeah. So, yeah, number seven is Butch Cassidy. Uh, number eight goes to uh, CJ. His team has been really consistent. He's been performing really, really well. So, yeah, he, even though he's three and three, he's, he's still hanging around. Uh, next team goes to uh, Hayden Gordon. He is number eight, I believe. Yeah, it should be number eight. No, no, number nine. So, I've got Josh, Pat, me, Lane. B.J. Jonathan, seven is Cassidy, number eight. Yeah, so number seven is Cassidy, number eight is C.J., number nine is Hayden Gordon, and then Adam comes in at number 10 with John Curtis at 11, and uh, Team Coley rounded out the very end at an 0-6 start. Very, very, uh, very, very unfortunate right now, who as of right now has not made his pick, so... Coley, you need to set your picks. See, I'm going through everybody's team now to make sure they have set their picks. Now that I think about it, see, I'm checking. Everybody's done well so far. Yeah, everybody has set their team. So, yeah, uh, Coley, you need to get get your head in the game. You're 0 6, but hey, it's not out of it. It's a long season, guys. A long, long season. So, anyway, let's go over some of the pickups that were made. Um, DeAnthony Melton was picked up by me, but he was later dropped for uh, Anthony Simons, who I picked up for tonight's game because uh, Lillard, Nasir Little, and Norman Powell's out, and he's going to get the start. So I look for him to have a large game. And we got Daniel Gafford being picked back up by Route Runner, a.k.a. Adam, dropped by Thaddeus Young. Uh, Pat picking up DeAndre Bembry over Rudy Gay, and probably the best pickup of the week so far, Alec Burtz over Isaiah Hartstein. So... Uh, Alec Burks looks like he could, he could be a very, very strong comp- contributor for this uh, Knicks team. So, yeah. Then Tyus Jones was picked up, who should be rostered. So, good pickup, BJ. So, those are the pickups of the week so far. Let's talk buy and sell right now. Um, buy low targets. Brandon Ingram was a buy low. Obviously, I picked him. So, yeah. Drew Holiday. He's struggling right now from the field. He hasn't found his shot. Their team has been dominating because Giannis Antetokounmpo is having a fantastic season. If it wasn't Steph Curry, it would be Giannis right now. He would be number two because Jimmy Butler has fell off a little bit. They have lost some games, but 
Giannis has been carrying a team that has a very uh, struggling Chris Middleton to Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton is the next person I want to mention as a buy low candidate. Uh, Cassidy has him, so I've already offered him a trade. We'll see how that goes. He's one of those players that uh, he's, he's he's extremely good. He's just not shoot, he's just not making shots at the moment. So those are three buy low candidates. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. I like Wendell Carter Jr. as well. I think he is, uh, even though that Mobama is destroying right now, I think he is uh, somebody that you might could pick up for a long season ad. I think he's going to continue to get minutes. He's going to continue to start even alongside Mobamba, as they are also struggling with injuries right now with Jalen Suggs out uh, and Cole Anthony out. So somebody's going to have to take up the scoring slack. So that's that. Uh, some sell high candidates. So I gave you four buy lows. Let's talk about some sell high. Uh, I want to talk about my team because I have one. His name is Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I'm nervous about Tyrese Maxey because if they do not trade Simmons, I am ho- I am satisfied. He has been an unbelievable player. But if they trade Simmons for another point guard, I don't know how his minutes will look. It's a gamble. Uh, so, yeah, it, it really worries me about Ben Simmons mainly. If they don't do anything with Ben Simmons and they wait and wait and wait, I'm fine continuing to start him, but I am looking to sell high on this great player. For all of you listening, I'm trying to be non-biased here, but, yeah, I'm trying to sell high on him. Another sell high candidate. Um, oh, shoot, I have my list here, and I have lost it. Let me look real quick for another sell high candidate. Um. Well, yes, this one may shock you, but DeMar DeRozan, it, to me, is a sell high. You better sell high, Adam. Nikola Vucevic is starting to round up in form. He's looking good, guys. And uh, you got Lonzo. You got Zach Levine, of course. You got DeRozan. I mean, those are four fantastic players, but... Vooch is starting to heat up. So, I think if you can get somebody, you know, DeRozan's been like a top 20 fantasy producer so far. I mean, he's number 36 overall at the moment. If you can get a top 20, maybe you can flip it because of his name and the team he's on. Try to. You better sell high now, in my opinion. Um, I do think he's he's going to have to start resting because they are a good team. They're not going to be able to uh, – to get all the shots up that he needs. They got some younger players that are also getting shots up. So, yeah, you just be aware. You got Caruso that's getting his shots still. Um, so, yeah. Another sell high candidate, Montres Harrell. I think Montres Harrell's great, but Ruri Hachimura is coming back soon. He plays sort of the same position. He's a big man. He's a very talented big man who does, who does rebound real well. So, that's mainly what Harrell is good at, rebounding. So, uh, Gordo, you got him. You might want to sell high, sell high on him. Try to get something better as he's putting up this massive production at the moment, but try to sell high on that name. The next one I want to talk about, and I know Josh may not want to do this because uh, there is keeper value in this, but Scotty Barnes, um, you've got OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam is back, Fred Van Vliet. you got Gary Trent Jr. in the mix. Um so I think his usage is fixing to go down. That's just my opinion. He's one of those players I think, uh, yeah, you just might want to go ahead and sell high on him, in my opinion, because 
you know, you obviously got to factor in that he is a keeper. I mean, his his stock is going to continue to rise up. He is a rookie. But, yeah, he's a sell-high candidate as of this moment for me. Another one, and I know this is a hot take as well. I know Tyler Hero has been an awesome player. But I think you need to sell high, guys. Um, I look for Miami to add another guard pretty close to the all-star break. Obviously, if Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry goes down, then you've got a stud. Uh, so be aware of that. I don't know if Tyler Hero is a is somebody that you would just need to obviously trade. You don't need to trade him, have to trade him, but he might be somebody you can sell high. If you can get a, somebody that's sort of like a, a DeRozan-style style player, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of people you could probably flip. Um, maybe somebody like that for. Um, maybe for a Mikael Bridges. I don't know. That might be a deal. I, I, I'm still really high on Mikael Bridges for Charlotte. Um, BJ may not look at it the same way. Uh, so, you know, maybe a Tyler Hero for for that for that kind of trade. Uh, you know, might be somebody to look into. But those are my sell high. Those are my buy low candidates. That is the episode for this week. I'm sorry that it took a little while of getting or getting this recorded and sent out. It's been a uh, pretty busy week after Thanksgiving. Everybody is trying to get back into the swing of things since we've been off work. As a state employee, I have enjoyed my dime off. I'm going to have to take some more of it soon. So, anyway, hit us up on Twitter at jab underscore fantasy. Check out our friends over at a legacy of legends, uh, fan, or excuse me, a dynasty uh, fantasy football podcast. My friends BJ and Marcus are doing good things over there. They're fixing to start doing some giveaways. I got some shirts coming in. Um, so, if you want a nice Long sleeve, short sleeve T-shirt. BJ's working on the design. Get with BJ or Marcus. Follow them on Twitter if you want a shirt. Uh, also check out the Plowboy Radio podcast if you're really interested in theology and the uh, biblical studies of whatnot. Check us out. We have a lot of fun. We talk about other things too. So I hope hopefully you enjoy uh, talking about Jesus and and Christianity. So come check us out over there. That is the episode, guys. I hope everybody has a good week. I will talk to you next time. Hope everybody uh, destroys this week on basketball, and I hope everybody gets a chance to watch some games. So, anyway, see you next time. Goodbye.